Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. How are you? We're just checking in on you after a two-month hiatus. Yeah, it's been a while. We have been in summer. Mitch and I, Mitchell and I have been working. Uh, we also don't live like three minutes away from each other anymore. So we've been kind of slacking off. So to our probably, fans, yes. mom and dad, Natalie Zito, Jake Wiseman, we apologize. You probably didn't miss us. Or maybe you did, and that's why you're listening. Exactly. And we appreciate it. So thank you. Well, what, 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 what have you been up to over, over I your I have been training. I dog sit, and now I've been training. Dog sitting's always good. Dog sitting is good. Training. My dog tore his ACL. Speaking of it, it's like oh Clay Thompson. Lord. Clay Thompson Just, and same Louis night. the Dog. Yeah, Louis the Dog. Wait, what happened? Oh, yeah, he's not here. We're in Mitchell's house. Yeah, that's why. Where's he at? He, okay, he's in uh, he's in Omaha right now with the rest of my family. He went to the College World Series without me, but that's another story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he had to have surgery. I, I was watching him, Career as I man. tend to do, and I'm a good owner, so I was giving him a treat, you know? I was giving him a carrot. I could feed my dog healthy. He likes yeah, carrots. You know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, Louis, here's a carrot. Toss it to him. He comes scurrying across, and the kitchen floor is kind of slippery, you know. It is kind of slippery. He goes to like stop for it, you know, and it's kind of like that pitter patter thing. Yeah, and the yeah. next thing you know, I go to take him for his like. Didn't seem like anything was wrong. I go to take him for his walk, and he's like hopping on three legs. I'm like what the hell is going on here? He wasn't like crying or anything. Hey, no, that's a. Warrior. And he wanted to. He, he was like a warrior. He wanted to keep going on that walk. He was like, rest. I'm he ready was, to go because you know how like they'll tug on the leash with like no slack. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. Pushing yeah. forward. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? So I had to like pick him up and walk him back. <laughs> Yeah, it turned out he blew out his ACL. Didn't know dogs could do that, but wow. I guess so. They had to have surgery Holy. and everything. Yeah. You know, I, I give him a lot of credit, though. He won't even look at me. He's very pissed. Wow. You won't eat anything? You're like Kevin Durant's doctor where he said, you know, it's you're clear, medically clear to go on this walk, even though he, Maybe. he, he was at the risk. You know. Well, well, I didn't know he was injured <laughs> at the time. They knew he was injured. Poor Louie. Yes. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but well, dog-sitting. I've been dog-sitting, and then shout-out... Um, what do I work? Parkview Kids Camp. And if any of you are listening, work at Parkview Kids Camp. You are cool, and I like you. Mitchell, I heard you had some interesting... Yes, I've uh, been... Well, uh, yes, I've been interning with the Chicago Dogs, an independent team in the American Association of yeah. Baseball. And they got Carlos Zambrano as a pitcher for the Dogs. Easy. Also, the first-round draft pick uh, for the Chicago White Sox from 2012, Keon Barnum. If you're a Sox fan, we got Southsiders and Northsiders represented. I don't know who that is. You know, no one does. He's a bum. He got released in Double A last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm running promotions there, and I had an interesting run in today. It was actually kind of funny, just in time for the podcast. We have this stupid promotion. I was telling Marshall, and I'll fill all of you in with the uh, Sparknotes version. We have this stupid promotion called the Duck Race, and the owner Sean Hunter. He used. To, he's a big time owner. He used to. Uh, uh, he owned part of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he was working, I think, with the Denver Nuggets. Um, then he was with AIG, who sponsors, I think they sponsor a bunch of Premier League teams. Yeah, they do. They, they, they build stadiums and stuff, and he helped build the stadium in Rosemont for the Chicago Dogs. And like, hey, you want to be the owner? Anyway, long story short, he was on a flight uh, from Colorado, and he saw, he was reading National Geographic magazine, and he saw a bunch of ducks in it. He's like, huh, ducks. We love ducks. I want ducks in the promotion. Because so ducks he, and hot dogs, like, you they yes, go together for minor league baseball. So yes. he called the promotion, the guy who runs the promotion for the Chicago Dogs, my boss, Sully. And he's like, Sully, I want ducks. And Sully's like, what the, what the fuck, dude? You're like, what do you, what do you want? What am oh, I going to do with no, ducks? I already got to make this episode explicit. This is what he said. Quote. I am oh, quoting him Oh, okay. Here. So we didn't say it. The man cusses like a sailor. So I'm sorry oh, no. for all the expletives that are going to be in here. This is, a little, oh, no. this is the work environment I am dealing my, with. Uh, my uh, sensor is uh, out of batteries right now. So sorry about that, guys. So what the fuck am I going to do with ducks? <laughs> so they had this stupid thing like the duck race. Where it was kind of like Mr. Freeze. They had three ducks running out and they'd like race each other. And it was kind of stupid. And he's like, you know what would be good? We should have kids chasing the ducks for candy. What could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong with that? So the first time we're running it, and it was a shit show. Sorry, that wasn't the quote from him. That was oh, my quote. Oh, no. They have a mob of kids. Oh, I was a little late. They have a mob of kids in left field. Three interns in duck suits come out, and they have a mob <laughs> of kids chasing him. The other night, a duck tripped. He got trampled for candy. It's a mess. We were like scrambling to put this thing together, and we're like, this is awful. I'm glad it's over with. Because I was in charge of running it the first night, and it was it was a hassle. So if we finish it, we're like, all right, thank God we'll have to do this. Sean, the owner, comes in. He's like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. We're doing it every Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God, Jesus. So today when we're shooting, this is a Sunday. Yes. We ran it last night on Saturday. He liked it a lot. Today was supposed to be a sell. He's like, let's do it again tomorrow. And we're like, oh, great. 
Well, guess who got picked? They picked straws at the beginning, and the short end straw has to be the duck. And guess who got picked to be the duck today? Was it you, Mitch? Yours truly. Mitch got to be the duck. So I go down to the locker room or whatever. I have to put on this stupid duck suit. There's no visibility in this thing. All you can see is out the beak or whatever. Then they have you where we, the ducks have to come out. It's from the player's clubhouse. And the way impact field set up, the clubhouse isn't by the dugout. It's connected into the outfield. So for the players to get to the clubhouse, they have to walk all the way across the outfield and then go into the door. Like there's a door that opens up that kind of blends in, and that's where the clubhouse is. And that's where the ducks have to come out. So we have to get there three innings beforehand. I'm dressed in my duck costume. I walk in, and who should I see there? Carlos Zambrano himself. Big Z. Big Z, the former All-Star and Silver Slugger award winner. Threw an only pitcher in MLB history to throw a no-hitter on a neutral site. There's your little nugget for the day. Wow. He's sitting there, and he's trying to, like, he's they're watching the game with a couple other guys, and he's, like, trying to see uh, if the pitcher's tipping his pitches. He thinks he is. He's, like, telling the other guys, he's, like, hey, when he puts his glove up high like this, he's going to throw a changeup. Sure enough, the guy throws a changeup. We all walk in with these duck costumes. He's looking over the team. He's, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> was, that, was that quoted from... Oh, it was the look in his face. They're all... <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to go about his business being professional. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I got the opportunity to chat up Big Z. Big I might as well take advantage of it. Now, meanwhile, I look ridiculous in this duck costume. He's like telling me, yeah, he's like showing his other teammates and us. He's like, oh, he's tipping pitches. One of the guys like asking him, he's like, so how do you know? Like, if it's so obvious to you guys, how come he doesn't know? And like one of the other pitchers is like, well, when you're in the heat of the moment or whatever, you can't tell when you're tipping pitches. Blah, blah, blah. Interesting nugget out of the conversation. Uh, we asked him, uh, hardest, uh, the Toughest MLB uh, hitter, or just hitter in general, he ever faced. Would you like to take a guess? I'll give you a guess. Hardest oh, hitter, I'm you think? Carlos Zambrano. Era, era he was in. I'll give you three guesses. I'll give you a couple clues. Um, give me, give me, give me a multiple round, okay, choice. We'll give you multiple choice. Yeah. It's gonna take. A I don't know. If I, if I come up I with three, remember, don't know. When, when, when was his like? He was like the mid two thousands, right? Yeah, mid two thousands. Oh man. Was he's a Hall of, of Famer. Was someone on the White Sox? He's a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Just give it to me. Jim Tomey. He was on the White Sox. Oh, well, you should have said yes. yes. Oh, well, anyways, come on. I could have. Well, I was I was thinking like. Mostly Indians. The 05, played, yeah. 05 White Sox. He was not on the 05. But yeah, yeah Jim Tomey. So shout out. Oh. From Peoria, too. Shout out Peoria. Shout out Peoria. Yeah, Jim told me, and then next thing you know, we run out in the stupid duck costume, and that was the end of my chat with Zambrano. <laughs> I got mauled by some kids. Well, That's the life of an intern, working for the Chicago Dogs. That is what we've been up to, so I'm sure you guys are very curious, but we have to get right into it, and we really have three, four talkers talk, to talk about, because uh, there was a lot of championships recently. Uh, oh, we're going chronological order. Go back to the Champions League final. Uh, the Europa League final did happen, and if you want to talk about it or listen listen to us talk about it, you can't because we're not going to. But I did write an article on it, so you can check that out on our website. And more articles to come, hopefully, if we're not lazy. Um, but Champions League final, it was a while ago. I'm sure if you are care about soccer, you already got your info. But essentially, Liverpool won. Congratulations to Liverpool. Mo Salah scored in like the first minute. Yes, of he did. A semi-controversial, but I think it was probably the right call. Uh, penalty kick, and then they basically, and a lot of people saw the 2-0 scoreline, and even, like, if you watch the game, it was fairly boring. Um, not a lot happened, but I think that really just had to do with Liverpool. I talked about it in the pre-match, my prediction. They had to win this game. If they lost it, they would have been the laughing stock of European football, considering they lost it last year in pretty embarrassing fashion with those goalkeeper mistakes. Uh, they lost the league by a point which they had mo- many opportunities to seal the deal there um, and didn't, didn't get the job done. Man City won that, as we talked about. Uh, so they really had everything to lose here, and they scored in the first minute and said, I don't care if we win 3 nothing, 4 nothing, 5 nothing, one nothing. It doesn't matter. We're going to win this game. That's the only thing we care about, and that's what they did. A lot of defense, tough midfield to break through, and then Divock Origi in the 87th minute, putting it home 2 nothing. Congratulations to them. Uh, but yeah, in other soccer news, more prevalent because, you know, we are very progressive on this podcast. We talk about women's sports as well. We do. For the first time ever <laughs> today. <laughs> we do. Well, WNBA, I don't know, something probably happened. I have nothing against women's sports. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. Uh, women's World Cup, in which it's just the group stage, so nothing major taco. But the good old US of A, this is the one sport that we absolutely dominate in. 
And we showed it today at a 3 nothing win against Chile. That was nice. Um, and they had, uh, it was funny because some of the players that scored, they had golf clap celebrations. Very, very yes. subtle. Because in their first game, I'm sure you all saw it, they beat Thailand 12, 12 or 13? 13. 13. Yeah, 13 to nothing. And they celebrated every goal like it was the game winner in the final. And honestly, a lot of people got really butthurt about this. Hey, you know what? First of all, I don't know if this was their intention or not, but people were talking about Women's World Cup. Which, if you're a player, that's kind of all you care about because, I mean, people, like, honestly, when it comes to soccer, they, it does not have the same popularity as men's, and it's not even really close. Um, but honestly, I hope they score 500 goals this tournament and celebrate every single one like it was a game winner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't really care. I mean, I feel... Well, last thing I'll say, if I was in Thailand's spot, I would be very not happy with what happened. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, <laughs> well, I will say this for the women's uh, team. That game was much more entertaining than the Champions League final. Because once Mo scored that goal early, I'm like, oh, we got a goal early. And yeah. they just kind of wanted to defense mode. And, they were like, and it was up. a very boring game. That one, despite the blowout, I was like, ah, there is scoring in soccer. All right. <laughs> you go, girls. Yeah. Uh, more goals I think that the men's team has in the past like three years or something or the past like previous two World Cups combined or something. Yeah, like we well, didn't make it last year, game. so honestly, I want to be shocked. But yeah, there was some stat like that. Yeah, they no, had, like, I yeah. over there, which yeah. is insane. But um, as far as the celebration thing goes, I mean, I'm all for them, and I think it was Carly Lloyd's comment. She's like, you know, it'd be disrespectful if we stop playing our hardest and we're just kind of like That's passing true. it back and forth and not trying to score, which. Alright, I'm fine with that, especially with the way the tournament's set up. It's about, like, goal differentials, so yeah, that's true. you gotta score a goal. I have no problem with them running up the score. And as far as the celebration thing goes, like, you know, come on, let's act like we've yeah, been here before. True. You guys have won World Cups. Won a last year. Yeah, right? you're winning, like, 12 nothing. Yeah. Like, come on. I will say, it, it really depends on the player, because, okay, uh, was it Alex Morgan? No, right who, whoever had five goals. Yeah, I think it was Alex, Alex Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, so she if scored score, again. I think. Yeah, she? if you score your fifth, I'm like okay. But if like World Cup ever only happens every four years, and a lot of players are just like, I just want to score for my country. So if it was like your first one, or if you scored, you'd be like, I I would score made more like for myself. Now that the game's over, be like I scored for my country in a World Cup only happens every four years. But yeah. Wait, Which I can know? see that, especially if it's like you're a yeah. kid and your dreams are like playing the World Cup. Yeah, and it's true. Okay, I'm still I'm fine with being yeah, excited. I that, but you're gonna break down like the Chad Ocho like river dance or whatever in the end zone, like yeah. some of these like elaborate <laughs> things. It's like, come on now. Yeah. Now I will say this to him because I'm not gonna lie. Like after that, I was like, what are they doing? This is, this is a little embarrassing here. Let's yeah. say they did. I think it was either I think it was Morgan went over to the tie goalie afterwards and told her she played a good game or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't her fault. So I'll give him credit for that and. Yeah, I will say this. At least they're in the goddamn tournament, unlike the men. So, yeah, like, well, you know yeah. what? Hey, you score as many goals as you want. We're the United yeah. States of America. People want to get Bad heard flips, about it. Pimp shots. Who cares? Let the, well, who am I to stop them? Moving on, we had some NHL action. Uh, game seven, the Blues played Gloria. Which, first of all, I think that's a stupid song. I don't know why they picked that as like their song. I know, it's some like a drunk hockey player heard it at a bar and he yeah, liked it. Yeah, it's like a bad disco song. It's like who cares, man? Uh, but yeah, they beat the Bruins four to one with goals from Ryan O'Reilly, Alex Petrangelo, Zach Stanford, Braden Shen, and the Matt Grichelik, some sweaty white Russian guy. Alright, congratulations to the Blues first off. Jordan Bennington, first rookie to win 16 he games. Was in the NHL this he year. was. I That's saw awesome. him. Well, I saw him when he was with the Chicago Wolves. There's yeah. a lot of former Chicago Wolves. Speaking of the Wolves, they lost the AHL, called their Cup final. Lots of so, but yeah, uh, good, good for the Blues. I will say this: it was like the first time that the Bruins weren't like the bunch of knuckle draggers. Like it's the Blues style of play was a lot more physical, where the Bruins is like more of a finesse game. And once they got that early lead, like, to beat the Blues, you have to score first yeah. on them. Because they're kind of like Liverpool in the fact where they're just going to tighten up and play defensively yeah. the rest of the game. All right, enough of this crap. Um, you, guys, if, you guys should wish you were here because you saw a lot of really cool dance moves just there. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so like they're, they're going to tighten up, and they're gooning it up. Back yeah. in the day, when, like, now with the rosters, you can't afford it. But back in the day, you'd have some goon come up for Boston, some, like, NA or AHL lifer, yeah. and start kicking the crap out of all these guys with some of the, like, stuff they're pulling after the whistle yeah. or whatever. But it's the playoffs, the refs are going to let it go. And the Blues, I know, you know, like, seven-game series, uh, you're going to wear them down eventually. True. And that helped a lot. Um, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, I believe, was the uh, MVP. 
Yes, yeah, very was. nice, uh, very nice series. So yeah, good for her. Yeah, good. Or, her. Good for her. Him. Good for her. Hey, I was thinking of that kid. Uh, what's her oh, name? Oh, Lay- Layla. Layla. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. That was that was a cool story. Um. Yeah. She has the HLS. I think it is. Yeah. Rare disease, and she's a big Blues fan. Got to go to Game Seven. She was in the parade. Hoisted the yeah. Stanley Cup. So good for the Blues. Yeah. Good for the Blues. I will say, it's even though series. like I'm a quote unquote Blackhawks fan, and we're like quote unquote rivals, I'm like I don't like good for them. Anyone but Boston. Everyone in Boston is probably racist. Um. I was just hoping for a good game seven. And yeah, this true. It was a little disappointing. It was disappointing. how it was played. Bennington made some nice saves. Like because Boston dominated that period, like game early in the first period. It was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But then like they couldn't score on them, and the Blues took advantage of all their chances. So it was like, yeah, there there was a point where Boston kind of do or die time, and Bennington made some really nice saves, some crazy goal line clearances, and that kind of just kind of defeated. It's kind of like an MLB when you're in like the sixth or seventh inning. You get the bases loaded and you can't score, and that was like your last chance. Yeah, like you know, the it's... momentum's over, and then they scored two more goals. Um, and it was nice to see Brad Marchand cry because I hate him. Um, I don't mind the guy. <laughs> I know why people hate him. Yeah. He looks like a douche. He acts like one on the ice. Yeah. But you know what? He does, <laughs> if he's on your team, I can see where you'd like yeah. him. He scored over 100 points. It's not like he's just out there like yeah, an Andrew Shaw where there. it's like pissing people off. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, but moving on, I know none of you guys cared about what we just talked about. Some of you do. I don't know. But NBA Finals. Here we have it. We played the Drake song uh, in the beginning. All right, so you know what? I'm going to go off to yeah, Drake yeah, here for a second. <laughs> all right. I'm sick of all the media coverage this jackass gets. Imagine if that was like a plumber acting like this, touching the coach, giving him massages, pacing up and down yeah. the sidelines like some sort of maniac. Like, that, if it was, like, a random plumber, like, you think a they'd plumber. be acting like this, that guy would be kicked out of the arena. But it's because true. it's Drake, he gets well, special he's, privileges. he's a team ambassador. They Ow! Fly, they fly on his jet. They fly on his jet. Yeah, and he, he helps recruit. It's true. Well, I do agree, though. I think he was... He Does was he help being, recruit? Kawhi's gonna leave. Does he... Does, no free agents ever want to go to Toronto. He's not doing a very good job. <laughs> well... Nonetheless, I do semi-agree with you. I, he was being so extra, and I mean... Not even him, okay? If he's a fan, that's fine. I can't be mad at him. It's more of all the attention this game Yeah, that gets. is true. That's my ESPN's got a pan. It's like had, watching Drake watch the Raptors. I'm like, I'm trying to watch the game. Enough of this. Yeah, and they also had... He acted like when he would walk off after a loss or something, he acted like he played 40 minutes and like put his heart on the court. And then they had like a post-game interview after game six. I'm like, I understand. Like, If you got the money to sit there... And if the Raptors are okay with whatever he's doing, then, like, fine. I don't care. Also, if he got in the Warriors' head even a little bit, that's a win. Because you had some dude who's not even on the roster talking trash. Wearing that corny jer- the Curry jersey, which I didn't mind. I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah. But then he's got the stupid armbands covering up his, like, Warriors tattoos. Yeah, it's like, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was certainly something. But back onto the game. So, 114-110 was the final score of Game 6, in which, uh, as you all know, Kevin Durant, um, which we'll talk about a little later, he went down with the Achilles, which turned out to be the Achilles, uh, quote-unquote, calf injury turned out to be Achilles, um, and then Clay Thompson tore his ACL towards the end. Um, First off, Clay Thompson, credit to him, came out. uh, He had the heart heart where he wanted to go back out there. Made those two free throws, or at least, yeah. So, good for him. That was a really cool scene. I, uh, yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, continue. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all. You can go for Clay Thompson. I have to say, not even just him with Durant, too. And I know, like, they were, especially as this thing went on without him, they were the underdogs in this series. Yeah. And I know it's not fun to say because they're, like, the back-to-back defend like champs, but I found them to be much more likable. Like, even to the point where, like, game six, not going to lie. Kind of pulling for the Raptors there. I didn't really have the, a really, the Warriors or the Warriors. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, kind of pulling for the Warriors at one point when I went in thinking like, oh, I'm going for the Raptors, obviously. Yeah. But it was like, you know what? The heart that team showed. Like Steve Kerr, he's a likable guy. Yeah, I know um, Steve Kerr. And then like Clay Thompson, he tears his ACL, 
And then he wants to get back out there. He comes out with like the shoots the two free throws, and he's yeah. trying to get back on the court. He's like, "I'll give me two minutes, and I'll be ready to go." Like, I respect that. Same with Kevin Durant, and people are gonna yell at the doctors all they want. But the bottom line is, far as I heard, like Kevin Durant wanted to play. Yeah. And even though like there's all the rumors he's gonna leave in free agency or whatever, and maybe he will, maybe he won't. But the fact he wanted to go out there for his team, True. despite all the uh, stuff that's been going on this year, I gained a lot of respect for him. I think he was much more likable. So, I, like, yeah, I, I, think, I give this team credit. Um, I think they were only the underdogs after the Kevin Durant injury. After that happened, well, so I'll say the Game 5 win was very impressive in my book. So, I do in, in Toronto, yeah. do or die, you just got to take it game by game. Your guy goes down. And after he had played, he looked healthy. And then just one little jump cut, and boom, his Achilles yeah. goes down. Uh, that is... Very unfortunate. But yeah, no, I, I'll say, I'll, I'll give them credit. I do think going into it, they weren't the underdogs. Well, because they kinda we have... didn't know the extent of KD's injury. Yeah, either. that's true. Yeah. I mean, did anyone know the extent? Right. I mean, not even the doctor knew. Um, but yeah, so credit. As for Kevin Durant, which is the last thing we'll talk about before we get into the actual matchup itself. Kevin Durant, I for that whole situation, I think, obviously, Kevin Durant wanted to play. His mom, like, tweeted, like, my boy wanted to play. And I don't doubt that he wanted to play, trying to, to prove himself. Because that was a big look for him. If he could come back in the series and kind of more or less carry them to Game 7 or whatever, and even just play well, like, credit to him for getting out there. But I think, so. I mean, someone did. Someone made a poor decision here. Well, okay. You know what, though? You know? Even at the same time, though, we usually... We commend our athletes for going out and playing Angel. Like Zidane Chara got a ton of love from Golden yeah. State. He was playing with a broken jaw. Yeah. One of the best moments in sports history is uh, uh, Gibson uh, coming out. Kurt Gibson running, the, the, one, running yeah. the one leg. Like basically one leg all hobbled and like, oh, I can't believe what I just saw. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like uh, the, the flu game for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Iconic. You know, we like our athletes to come out and do stuff like that. So, I mean, Derek Rose, and I, I'll admit I was one of them. We like... People were going after him, like, oh, it's the playoffs. Why aren't you playing? Yeah. Kawhi last year. Oh, why aren't you playing? So, yeah. I mean, you can't have it both ways. So, you know, I give him credit for actually yeah. wanting to go out and play. And it's I will say, though. It happens. I don't think you really need to point blame anywhere because, like, yeah. Well, I think, well, no, not, not him, but I'm saying, I, I think the, the blame that I'm trying to point is, is when Steve Kerr said it's a calf injury, he might tweak it, but there will be no, there's no chance of an Achilles tear that's a long-term injury. He said that. And it's like, you either... he Because if he says that, either he's lying, or someone didn't do their job, and they weren't aware of what the extent of the well, injury could I be. Well, I think they were aware, but as a team doctor, you're on the team payroll. Your job is to get them back yeah. on the court as soon as possible. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're able to play 75%, they're saying you're clear to play. Like, that's yeah, why it's I important mean, to have second and third decisions, which you have the option. You could have done what Kawhi did last year and been like, yeah. I'm sitting out. I don't trust these team doctors. I'm not playing. I got a second opinion, which, from all accounts, he didn't. Kevin Durant heard what Kevin Durant wanted to hear in his circle. Because there's even people in his circle, his friends, saying, do not play. Like, you yeah. know, it's not. And so he did what he heard, what he wanted to hear, and he got out there and played. So, I mean, you know what? Yeah. I think you're going to blame anyone. Not that you need to blame anyone, but that's on Kevin Durant for going yeah. out there, which I give him credit for. Yeah. I will say, though, if anything, if there's any de- definitive uh, trend of the story, it's you. no one can give. I'm totally blanking on the lady's name. ESPN analysis. She works with Paul Pierce, and oh, Michelle uh, Beal. Yes, she. Yeah. I. I totally. If, if you don't take Kawhi's side for what happened with the Spurs, based on what we just saw, I think you don't like. You have to take his side because he's saying, and especially for him, regular season is different than down three one championships on the line. Right. Whereas free for Kawhi, he's like, look. I don't feel good to play. I don't think I don't care if you're saying it's just like this muscle pull strain, whatever. I think I have a potential to be injured. I'm sitting, and everyone's like, "Oh, he doesn't want to play." And I think it really showed because, like, when you talk, when you looked at him, like, obviously looking at Kawhi and how his like his personality, it's like the dude just wants to play basketball and just win. And he clearly was like, he was like, I, it made me annoyed or whatever that people thought I was like faking injury. People thought I didn't want to play. I want to play basketball, but I couldn't play basketball because I knew I was going to get hurt. Right. And I think there's like a there's a big clip of her just going off on him, how, how like arrogant, pretentious he is, and how San Antonio is sick of him and they're over him. And then you could tell with Skip Bayless and how much he absolutely hates Kawhi Leonard, won't even say his name, just calls him number two. Uh, it shows that like they took the total anti-Kawhi side, and now we can see... 
he had a good, he had a very good point. He's like, I don't want to play. I'm not going to get injured. I'm not going to have a long term injury because you know Kevin Durant. We don't know what's going to happen now. Definitely with him being out for a whole year. Definitely made Kawhi. This series all overall definitely made Kawhi yes. a lot better. Even if he leaves Toronto, I mean Toronto fans can't be mad. Yeah, hey, no, we got a ring. Um, yeah. yeah, that brings us to uh, Isaiah Ujiri. Um, yeah, Toronto, the the gamble paid off, and I think it even did. if they didn't win the finals, it still kind of paid off because they got as far. Yeah, as especially beating Boston. So that brings us kind of. Is, is there anything else you want to add? About no, that? no. I just, yeah, no. that kind of brings us to the AD situation in the Celtics, uh, or just in general, because like you know, I think a lot of teams are like, oh, hey, there's a blueprint we can follow. And you saw the 76ers kind of doing that with Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, each on the yeah. last year of the contracts. Like, hey, we're gonna roll the dice and go all in here. Um, so I think the Celtics are trying to do that with AD, even though he made it clear, yeah. him and his agent Rich Paul, I do not want to play for Boston. You can trade for me if you want to, but I'm only playing one year. Yeah. And he ends up landing with LA. The big, yes, the big so news. Um, so the uh, trade was Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and uh, Hart, Josh Hart, in addition with three first round picks. And the interesting thing is, is they obviously they have the fourth pick mm-hmm. in this draft. Um, and going next year, I believe. Oh, the forty second pick or something like that yeah. for. Um, and then I, the, what I read is the third first round pick. Is if the Lakers fall within the top eight, they will get it. But if they are not within the top eight, they get an unprotected or a protected first round pick. Okay, yeah. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, before we get into all that, though, I need to speak my piece on Stefan. Stefan. Oh yes, 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 for yes, yes. the fourth. He's not actually the fourth, but I will say. And I ate my words a little bit on Game 5 because I said, I believe the quote was, Steph Curry turns into Brooklyn Nets' Paul Pierce when the game is on the line. Uh, And he did make one shot. Um, But I just want to say how I think this series um, exposed Steph Curry for um, the role that he really should have when it comes to world basketball. And a lot of people are saying, uh, because I got into arguments with people around uh, him, uh... And they said that he's not overrated. I'm not saying he's overrated. I'm saying he's overappreciated. Look, I believe... Isn't that the same thing? No. I think you just kind of switching words around here. Overrated, no, overrated means he, people think he's better than he actually is. Where people just inflate his statistics so to, to make it seem like he's something that he's not. That he, would be overrated then. No, people think he's like this star player that can carry a franchise. Where he can't. He really can't. And we've, we've seen... And look, you, he's rolls already. He's still he's thirty five points, whatever. But I think when you look at Steph Curry, he's not a superstar player like a LeBron, a Giannis, a Kawhi. Someone then is the all right. Then Steph Curry's overrated. overrated. Past tense. Past principles. All right. Well, Steph Curry's overrated then. Synonyms to assess too right, highly. Overestimate. Uh, that sounds about right. He overvalued. Uh, That's one of the synonyms. Oh, I said overappreciated yeah, by the American the media. He's not clutch. Steph Curry's not clutch. He totally folds in the fourth quarter. He needed Clay Thompson to even be competitive, and he desperately needed Kevin Durant to win a ring against a healthy team. But going back, and I was telling this to other people, I think the Warriors' quote unquote dynasty is is so. Overinflated. I mean, obviously they got their their three rings, but just looking back on what Stephen Curry has done by himself, really, they beat the Cavs year one. We all know that that was essentially a gutted team built around three star players, having two of those three star players out in Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. The next year, famously chokes because he could not put the game away in the fourth quarter, even after taking numerous three point te- attempts and bricking them all. And then he needs Kevin Durant to give him his first or second and third rings. And then we saw that he couldn't do it by himself against the Raptors. And if you if you look at his statistics, they're bad in the fourth quarter. Let's look at the fourth quarter of the Warriors' two wins in the finals. He shot 33% from the field, 25% from three, where the rest of his team shot 50% from the field and 43% from three. Now, oh, oh, but Marshall, those are just the two wins. The game six, he was one for six from the field, four missed threes, 0 for four with four points. Basically, he got a bucket and made two free throws. In the entire fourth quarter, 
games on the line. And you can say, oh, Ke- uh, Clay Thompson went out. So, you know, he was doing it all by himself. If you're a star player, you have to be, if you want to be the best in the world, if you want to be a, a player to be finals MVP caliber, you have to step up when your team goes down. And you have to make your shots. You, you, I don't care if he was the only guy on the court. He, you have to have more than four points. Just two points from the field, that's completely unacceptable in a, an elimination game where essentially your dynasty, your team's whole run, it could, could potentially come to an end on this game. I, I just think if you're looking back on it, and he had, his, he had his good look. He had his look. They got what he wanted. Running three, put his feet down. He didn't have that much time, but they don't take that much time. They don't need that much time. He, he puts it up and completely bricks it. And the whole, the whole stadium... Knew it wasn't going in because he's never made one of those shots before. Final 24 seconds on fourth quarter of overtime game in the playoffs since 2001. So essentially, in the big games, in the crunch time moments, he's 0 for 9. On a list with LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Durant, Manu Ginobili, Paul Pierce, Chauncey Billups, Tim Duncan, James Harden, he's the only one to not make that list. He's 0 for 9. The next one for most field goal attempts... That has yeah, he hasn't made one is Russell Westbrook. Now I love Russell Westbrook, but when it comes to shooting percentages, you don't want to be with Russell Westbrook when it comes to shooting threes in crunch time. And I, I just think it totally showed he can't do it by himself. And even though he had Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala as a supporting cast, which is definitely we've seen in the past, those guys are no scrubs. Iggy can make his shot when they need it in Toronto when the game's on the uh, line. Well, okay. it didn't work okay. out. Okay. This is what we're gonna have to stop you here. First up, no, what this thing can't—he can't do it by himself. Can anyone do it by himself? Like no one can. That team was completely gutted. They all knew it was going to staff. I mean, no, what? No one player is going to carry a team. I mean, okay, through no, okay, of course, maybe that. You gotta score. You gotta score. Okay. Well, as far as the fourth quarter things, Kevin Durant's carrying him. He has three of the top five fourth quarters in the t- past ten years in the NBA Finals. Top five scoring fourth quarters. In the list of the uh, five or fifteen highest fourth quarters in NBA Finals history in the past ten years, Steph has five of the fifteen. Kevin Durant only has three of the fifteen. Well, that's interesting because that would be more than Kevin Durant as far as scoring in the fourth quarter. Was he great in the fourth quarter of the last game? Was he no, even, he was not even. No, he was not. No, he was not. But let's look at what, what did Kawhi Leonard, the MVP of the Finals, do in the fourth quarter throughout the whole series? He was basically non-existent. And I like Kawhi. He played his ass off the whole series. But he made most of his points on free throws. I think he was 0 for 2 one game in the fourth quarter. He was terrible in fourth quarters. He had that one surge, I think, in game five. But in the last three-minute mark, like where he had like 10 points or whatever. But other than that, he was brutal in fourth quarter. Okay, the last little surge when he went on a 10-0 run by himself. Which, and then right when they needed him around the three-minute mark, he, that was it. Couldn't finish the game. Steph Curry... And he hit the big shot in game to keep the season alive to tie it in Game 5. Yeah, okay, he missed his Game 6 shot. That's fine. But this seems like a heat-of-the-moment, knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, aha, now I won't look as stupid for saying he's overrated. So let's grab at some stats here. I mean, bottom line, is, is he the most clutch player of all time? No. Is he, but I don't think he's like, you know, I mean, it, I, I would trust him shooting a three with the game on the line in the fourth quarter. He's the best shooter in the world. Why? Who else, okay, who else were you going to give it to there? Who else on that team were you going to give it to? At least Andre Iguodala can say he's made one shot. You don't think Steph Curry would have made that shot that he had? No one around him. They tactically gave it to him. Well, that one was kind of a broken down play. Like, they ran the play like they wanted to, but it wasn't. The pass was, like, kind of too far into the Draymond's hands to begin with. It was on the run. Yes, he had an open look, but, you know, catch and shoot thing kind of chucked it up. I mean, yeah. Should he, he have made, made it? Yes, but he missed. All right, yeah, he missed man, the one shot that doesn't make the man unclutch. Kobe has missed plenty of shots, and we still think, oh, Mamba mentality, this guy's clutch. Because he has made his butter. People think LeBron's not clutch last year. That was the narrative on him, and then he had to prove all of them wrong. You know, this guy's already, he doesn't need to prove anything else to anyone. They lost the finals to a very good team, and he missed one shot. That does not mean the man is not clutch. I think he does mean, I mean, that, that, that one game doesn't. The 0 for 9 stat I just read, it means he's not clutch. He, he, he isn't, I just read the rest of his team, when it's in the fourth quarter, shot 50%. He shot 33%. How many times did the other rest of the team shoot, though? He's really the only good player out there at that point. Kawhi, or, um, um, Katie I mean, was out. You want to compare him to Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson was out. Clay Thompson. Who are you going to go to? Draymond Green? 
That means they're all right. Iguodala, old, Livingston, Broken Down, should probably retire. You gotta go I'm Boogie Cousins. Sure. No explosiveness. Which I said. That's another thing. I said that when he came back and everyone was overreacting. This man will have no explosiveness after the torn Achilles. That man, like, uh, he has no lateral movements of the coffee table. No. That guy okay, could not move. He looks like a non athlete out there. He tore his quad. Or tore, yeah, right. No, no. Quad Achilles. Yeah. No, he had the Achilles, and then if he, he had, had the quad. Quality, yeah. then he had the quad. He still didn't look very athletic. Because he just tore a squad. Like, hey, he look at like, like, like a second broken down. Above his, okay. You know, I think he'll be valuable for him next next season. I'm not saying he's a bad player. Is he, but is he a, did he sign a multi-year deal? Not yet, but, you know, where else? Unless someone stupid goes to sign him. I think the smart move for both of these guys. Well, are we done with the Curry thing? Well, I just want to say, you he also got outscored by a bum, Kyle Lowry, in Game 6. Kyle Lowry is not a bum. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He is I a know. great man. I, 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 he had to sacrifice me. his friend <laughs> to win a finals. Demar, don't leave me. Funny, he uh, wouldn't talk to Asai Ujiri, apparently, the whole season. Really? He would, as a team president, Ujiri would uh, travel with the team. Yeah. Lowry would not talk to him. I will say, though, oh, man, that's the other thing. Well, okay, first of all, I uh, Kyle Lowry. The guy, he was beating up security officers yeah. in Oracle. Is that what you're going to? No, no, no. no. Oh. Kyle Lowry, um, I, he did, I gained a lot of respect for him. He made his shots. He also, he was his leader um, on the court that you could tell. Bulldog on defense. Yeah, he was hard, I think he was the heart and soul of the team. Kawhi, oh, Kawhi sure. is the man, but a heart and soul. He um, can't be the heart and soul but, to say anything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you can't be the vocal leader when you're not vocal at all. Um, also, get DeMar DeRozan a therapist or something because I I can't even imagine like what I would what I would be like if I was in his situation where it's like I can't. One guy is scared of LeBron and the other one's not, and that's the bottom line. Of well, wasn't his, it wasn't his fault. No, but just see, like if you had a best friend, like a bromance with a guy, and then they trade you directly for another guy, and because Demar Derozan, it, what he, how long had he been in Toronto? It's been a while, been a while. and he's he built up a decent legacy, even though they couldn't get past LeBron, um, which was their like one you know caveat. He still was. You know, he built, he got him far, and then Kawhi steps in, and within a season, boom, no one even cares about you anymore. You're not important. You were just the sacrificial lamb that got us Kawhi. I'll say, you're right, though. He did build a foundation there. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, but then it was because you were scared of LeBron, yeah. that's why you're you're not enjoying that's it. True. The one, the yeah, one I will say, but, uh, yeah. Also, Pascal Siakam, I love him now. He's gonna be good. He, a couple years that Euro step in crunch time with Game Four or Game Six, that was impressive. He just uh, started playing. I think they said. I heard. I don't know if this is. right. I think he started playing in like um, six. Or what was it? I think it was high school or something. Like he had that. not watched an NBA game until he was sixteen years. Okay, old. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and then that was. Yeah, that was. It was. I will say, and I do like the Toronto Raptors. I think it's pretty hard not to like them because they had a bunch of like underdog dudes who just kind of stepped up in the big well, moments. A lot of guys that scored and they put, they moved it around fairly well. Yeah, I mean, it even shows. Pascal Siakam, twenty six points. Kawhi, twenty two. Kyle Lowry, twenty six. Fred Van Feet, twenty two. Serge Ibaka, fifteen. That was another thing. Even Gasol, who yeah. was like a star player on another team, he steps in there no problem being a role player yeah. on that team. And Serge Ibaka, I was super happy for him because yeah. I liked him when he was on the Thunder. His career kind of fell off, uh, but he kind of rejuvenated it this uh, this year. And so he was playing really well. You want to watch a funny YouTube video for any of you people? Was this you look up show? Serge Ibaka's yeah. cooking show where he makes Leonard eat a bull penis. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He and he has. It's super funny. Although it was kind of uncomfortable to watch because Kawhi is like he's just like awkward. Yeah, he would, like, ask him, he would like ask him like a funny question, and you could tell that if you had like another guy on the show, it'd be like really funny. But then Kawhi was like, "I love the city of Toronto; it's so diverse." I'm like, "Okay, like I can read that on the website." Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, um, but yeah. Props to Kawhi though for doing that because I was surprised to even see him on there. He it's like Kawhi penis. Leonard, he's bull penis. What? Yeah. This is not real. Clickbait. <laughs> and of course, I took the bait. I was like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. We'll move on, though. So, congrats to the Raptors, but you only get the spotlight for like 48 hours because trade deadlines, free agency. And there are so the potential free agencies um, obviously have Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant on the Warriors, uh, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kemba Walker. Mm hmm. Uh, Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. he's on the table now. Oh. Don't know where he's gonna go. Um, Robin Lopez. I think we're forgetting all the big names. Yeah, Robin Lopez. Uh, 
I don't know if I'm forgetting right. any. Well, I'm sure we are. But yeah, those yeah. are the important ones. Um, but I think going off the, we, we started kind of started talking oh, about D'Angelo it. Russell. Oh, Dan, that's another we one. Put Robin Lopez ahead of D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> oh man, this podcast is going down the drain. Um, no, but I think uh, going off, starting off the Lakers, I think they have a lot of money to work. They have about thirty million to work with mm-hmm. in cap space, and then they have the one. This trade should be shored up in time for them to have a max slot open. Did we say Kyrie? Yeah, I said Kyrie. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Because going speaking of Kyrie, potentially it looks like the Lakers are looking for a guard because they need a point guard because Rajon Rondo ain't doing the job, I'll tell you that much. And they lost their star, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you know what, though? I must say, it, in New Orleans, that's going to be a fun yeah. combo yes. to watch him throwing lobs to Zion. Yeah. That would be a don't fit well. If, if Lonzo can stay healthy, that's going to be... New Orleans Pelican basketball is going to be fun to watch. Drew Holiday, Zion... Um, who's the guy who played for Duke? Their other RJ one. Barrett? No. Um, Cam Reddish? No, he's on the Pelicans. Pelicans. Oh. Um, I'm totally blanking on him. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. He, yeah. he just opted out of his contract, so he's technically free agent too. He'll test the waters. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, but they let promising core. Um, will they go far? No, they'll be no. a first round, first second round exit, but they will be fun to watch. Yes, That's that is idea. true. The Lakers, on the other hand, um, potentially looking at Kyrie Irving, potentially looking at Kemba Walker to fill that uh, gap. Uh, and I, you know what? I think that they, if they end up with one of those two players. Even if they don't end up either getting either of them and end up dra- uh, signing uh, some, you know, veteran uh, kind of like the Tobias Harris esque guys, where they're not like this huge superstar, but they'll definitely add some depth to the team. Um, guys like Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, just to kind of shore up their depth. I think this team can really do something. I, as right now, I would still have the Warriors even all banged up. Favorite ahead of the Lakers just because LeBron needs. Well, well, yeah, I mean, if they get some more, if they get some more free agents, then maybe. But this LeBron needs shooting around them. Yeah, Anthony Davis is nice, but you don't have a whole lot of depth there. Yeah, there's no shooting. Josh Hart was one of your better shooters on the roster, so you need at least you need a couple guys like a uh, JJ Redick sort of guy that can that can shoot. That'll help. How they will be much more exciting. (laughs) Yes, with them, and they will be a legitimate contender. Um, Yes, they will. They're gonna make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I think it's safe to say, knock on wood. Um, I kind of hope though, uh, Kyrie doesn't sign with LA. Yeah. And I, I'm a LeBron fan too, big LeBron guy. But I think it, my most enjoyable year of watching him was when he carried that band of scrubs to the finals yes, last that year. Was very and so like it was kind of disappointing this year when he had like kind of a crap team too. Like oh he's gonna this will be fun to watch him carry it. He's gonna show everyone he's the best player in the world. And then we had, you know, it was kind of, he got injured. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know, it was only one star, Anthony Davis. It's not like they're the, he- I mean, they're a better team, but it's not yeah. like they're heavy favorites where it'll still, yeah. I'd get more enjoyment out of that. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind if the Bulls got him. Bulls yeah. get a point guard. Because that could be an interesting team right now, too. Yeah. On I do pick. think, though, so I saw if the Nets signed Kyrie, they would move on from D'Angelo Russell. Which. I don't know. You got room for two max slots. Yeah, and I don't know if if just having Kyrie on that team would make them any much better. I mean, they'd obviously be better, but Kyrie just went from a pretty stacked core, young core to um, he goes to the Nets. Well, they've got some pieces, but they're not all there. Um, speaking of which, the big free agent was supposed to be Kevin Durant, and I suppose he still is, and it kind of looks like it's coming down to the Knicks. Or the Clippers, or potentially even the Warriors, resigning him, right? Um, to for those teams, but for him to be potentially out for a whole year. Now, one thing that would be interesting for the Knicks is if they sign him five, six-year deal, and they just tank another season and just don't even play him. Um, that could be interesting. But the doctors were saying, don't know if he's going to be the same type of player. I don't know. I have no speculation on to whether he will be the same type of player oh, as I think Waj. Carry it. Adrian Wojnowski. Wojnowski. Yeah, it was a Waj bomb. Waj? No, Waj. Waj? Waj? Woj. Woj? I don't know. Uh, as Miss, as Mitch, my mother. Uh-oh. As Mitchell gets yelled at by his mother. I'm uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, looking towards Kyrie Irving potentially being on the Nets. I think, uh, speaking of the Celtics, though, their young core, it turned out that uh, Anthony Davis was looking to be traded towards the Celtics, but uh, Danny Ainge would not give up uh, uh, Jason Tatum, I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was Jason Tatum that he would that Ainge would not trade, much like... Well, I wouldn't trade Jason Tatum either. For Anthony Davis? For a year of him? No. Yeah, definitely. No. Yeah, but that, I mean, was, that was a big piece that he wouldn't no give up. There's no guarantee you're going to get Kawhi or Kyrie then. Yeah. So who is he going with? Gordon Hayward? Yeah. Boston's a failed experiment. That team's in trouble. They had... The, it looked like they had the, all the pieces, especially when they took LeBron to Game 7. It's like, hey, you know what? They lost it, but they're young. They're going to they're gonna be experienced, and they're going to come back. Kyrie's coming back. Yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden, they got smoked against the Bucks. In which was not even really a close series after game one, and they just couldn't put it together. No, it was, it, it, I was a little disappointed with uh, um, the coaching job by Brad Stevens there. Yeah. Because everyone was like, okay, they're going to put it together. They got one of the best coaches in the NBA. And then it He could drop out. a good inbounds play, but it wasn't very good with all those egos there. Yeah, <laughs> um, that locker room was just not something that they could handle. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie ended up going to LA. But I don't. I also Let's don't do, want to see. All right, you know, here's what I think would be a good segment to end this. Yeah, we'll go top. We'll go uh, Kawhi, Kyrie, and um, uh, KD, KD, Clay Thompson. Now well, Clay's going. He's going to receive. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kemba. All right, we can go Kemba. Jimmy Butler. Butler. All right, we can go Butler. Those five. Five. And then Brooke Lopez. All right, big five. <laughs> Rook and Robin, I think they're both free agents. Yeah. Uh, I for me, I'll start. We'll go. All right, we'll, we'll start uh, Kyrie first. Kyrie, I think he's gonna go to the Nets. Yeah, I also think he's going to that, which I think is stupid. I think I think it's stupid too. I think it was stupid when he left to go to the Celtics and didn't want to be in LeBron's show. You know, even if you're going to the Celtics, though, at least that like that's still a pretty good organization. Yeah. Because now Nets? you got your own team. They're still well run. You're gonna go from Boston to the Nets. All right, have yeah. fun having your own team up there. Yeah, they're gonna be a six seed and they're gonna win losing five in the first round. Yep. Um, and then the next one will be Kevin Durant. Um, I really ah uh, this bummed me out because I really wanted him to go to the Clippers and for them to be a contending team with all the pieces they have there. And I, because I do like Kevin Durant. They're gonna be a contending team when Kawhi goes there. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. I wanted to see Kevin Durant there because I, I wanted to have him be like not his redemption because I don't think he really needs redemption, but it would be cool for him to see he, he was the alpha dog, um, and for him for all these guys, Lou Williams, uh, to be able to play. I think he, I mean, I don't know. I can honestly see him signing with the Warriors now. That'd be the smart move, in my opinion. Take the take, take the as much as you can get. You get a year to rest up, and then when you get back, you're gonna be winning more rings. Yeah, well, I think that's that's the smart move. Yeah, I would I would I would definitely agree with you. Kawhi, I think he's going to the Clippers. Yeah, I oh man, I could see him it's, staying, but it's an and people were saying it's gonna be hard to leave after you win the championship. Yes and no, because now it's like, like even hey, if he I, left, I, I've given I you. Got, yeah. yeah, you can't be mad at me. Right, so uh, I think he, I think he's going to LA, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a very good team because it's basically gonna be Toronto, but in California. Yeah, same role type of players. Like that could be a could be a good team. Yeah, um, we said Clay Thompson was gonna resign. Kemba, Kemba. I mean, uh man, I I really like Kemba Walker. I can see him going to the Lakers because if he does go to the Lakers, I still don't think that he would be like this huge impact player. He get this buckets, but he's a shooter, and he can he can he has ball handles um, like Kyrie. Uh, he's a little smaller though, so. But honestly, I can see him tying with Charlotte, but I just hope that doesn't happen because they're such a boring, irrelevant franchise. You know, he should go to the Pelicans. That'd be cool. It's not gonna happen, but that'd be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. I don't know where you put then Lonzo. Well, he can he can, he can ride the bench. Ahead. Lonzo can. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't even. I get, Lakers or the Hornets is where I can I, see I think, I think in Hornets, which is such a waste of his talent. You can make money. He'll he can make the super max though. He'll get more money staying than yeah. leaving. And there was even talk. He said that he would be he would be open to taking a discount so they can build around him. So yeah, you know, take that for what it's worth. We'll see. Uh, and then I believe the last one was Kawhi Leonard, which honestly, honestly we, we did, yeah. I could see him staying. We did Clippers. Oh, we did the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. I, I said Clippers. I, I think that was the big five. Robin Lopez. Where do you think he's gonna go? 
Patrick Beverly. I want him to resign because they're going to go on. And that would be pretty cool I to want see him with the Bulls. I really want see, Patrick Beverly. With the Bulls. See, that's the thing, though. I don't want to. The Bulls are trash. They could be an eight seed. Experiment, but they like, could be an eight seed. I'm telling you, Zach Levine. You got Laurie Markkinen, Wendell, Anato. That's decent. That you can build around that. You're a couple yeah. steps. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a star player yet, but you know what? There's some pieces there. Yeah, you can work with. It's an exciting 20-win team. I think They're going to trade Laurie Markkinen for, like, some bum and totally heard, ruin the franchise. The rumor was they are going to trade Markkinen and Chris Dunn for... Um, CP3? Uh, CP3, yeah, Chris Which would have been terrible! I'm glad they did not do that. Trend. That would have been bad. Let's get this old dude who can't win anything for our young core. For the first line... Bottom line is, for the first time in the NBA in recent memory, we will go into next season not knowing who is going to be in the yes, finals. Yes, that is true. Because, like, for a while, I mean, we knew the Warriors were going to be in the finals yeah, this year. Yeah, even if they weren't going to win. We league did league. get a very good finals, though. I will say, drama, lots of finals. The games were fantastic. For the first time, I was like, okay, yeah. I, I enjoyed watching them. I will say, though, not going to lie, I miss LeBron in playoffs, yeah, in general. LeBron in the playoffs would help. Because he is such, I mean, whether... Whatever he does, it, he's one of those guys. He's kind of like a messy, where you kind of you just want to watch him play. Yeah, you don't have to like him. Yeah, yeah you just want really him. He's so awesome yep. to watch. Um, but yeah, well, that'll wrap it up. Sorry, it's been such a long time since we shot a podcast. I'm sure you guys have been aching to hear our voices, bad takes, and uh, poor predictions. Uh, but we got one in. We're trying to trying to get some maybe filler stuff because you know. Uh, like we said, base uh, baseball. It's you got center stage now. So go Cubs. Go. You can say go Sox. Go Sox. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, yeah, we beat the Yankees the other night. Yeah, shelled today though. Yeah. We won two of four. We were at 500 for a brief moment. <laughs> I take what I can get. But yeah, we're playing we, the Cubs though. Crosstown yeah, series cross-town coming right. up. Maybe we'll do. A, maybe we'll do. We'll scalp some tickets and go and do a live podcast. Yes. No, that, that's an idea. Um, but yeah, the Cy Young's coming to Wrigley, baby. Cy, the future Cy Young winner. Lucas Giolito. I like the guy. He's good stuff. He's good he stuff. is good, yeah. Um, he's a, yeah. a likable guy. We'll wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in after a long hiatus. Hope you have, have been having a good summer and continue to have a good time. Adios.